This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I, I can't believe it. You know, I just, I can't believe it um, that Jim Prentice is gone. Uh, you know, um, you guys were talking about being in the media, and as we are, and interviewing politicians many times, and I did, and you guys did. and um, But, and so you get to a sense of a guy, I guess, when you interview him either face-to-face in the studio or over the phone, or as Gord said, you come across them in some, some lighter occasions. You get a sense of the man sometimes, but um, yeah, knowing him a little bit, I mean, I'm not going to say I was a close friend of Jim, but I did know him socially. And, um, you know, he was, uh, as you know, when you interviewed him, Jim was, uh, was quiet. You know, he never got real excited um, he always had that calm, even way of speaking, determined. You could tell he was committed. Uh, and he was like that all the time. That's just the way the guy was. He was, that, he was always sort of reasonable in his assessment of an issue, of a problem, of a solution. He was, he was always that way. And, you know, Jim was a guy of principle. There's just no doubt about it. Um, and in some of the big tests he had politically and uh, he was a guy of principle. I, and I think that's what, even in the election in May of 2015, that was the eventual PC downfall. I, you know, I think his principle said, I've got to get um, the endorsement of the people of Alberta if I'm going to govern. I mean, I need that. You know, governance was big to him. He, he, that was an important part of being a public figure and representing people. So he needed that endorsement, and that eventually, for all kinds of reasons... Uh, led to the end of of the PC dynasty, but 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 Jim needed that, you know. And even the budget, he brought in the budget that was very unpopular. I think you know people advised him against it, but he did it because on principle he thought he had to do that. And and that's the kind of guy I think Jim was. Um, you know, after that, um, after that crushing defeat, and you know, I never fully understood why he quit as an MLA immediately. That was never clear to me. And um, I think maybe a lot of people didn't understand that. I didn't. But, um, you know, he uh, took, he said, I'm going to take a year off. I'm just going to, you know, kind of disappear. He's working. I think he finished his book. I think it was due to be published sometime, you know, I don't know, near the end of this year, the beginning of next year. I know he was he was proud of that. That occupied a lot of his time. Um, and, uh, you know, he was... I don't know. He was just a great guy. And, you know, Dave, you, you mentioned a couple of things because uh, he, he did bring in the tough budget and, and probably had a lot of advice not to do that. Uh, he did go early to the election and was vilified for that. And it's yep. it's interesting how you can tweak your, ver- your, your version of looking at that to go back to a, a principled person. He didn't do yep. this to take advantage of a time to get in, and, and, and anyone who, tell, who knows him will tell you that. He did it because he felt he needed the mandate from the people, yeah. and, and, I mean, and he, he took he some really hits. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and even back over his federal career, I mean, there were times when he was tested, but his, he, said he stood on principle. You know, he fought the Harper government over same-sex marriage and those kinds of things. I, I guess, you know, he could be identified as a red Tory. I think that's part of the description of them, uh, whatever that means these days. But, um, you know, Jim is a fiscal conservative, uh, and he was angry and right to the end, very angry about the, the, where this province is going. Um, 
and, and you know, and he was a little bit mystified, I think, too, you know, talking to him over the summer, you know, um, he said, you know, Dave, this province is going to be $100 billion in debt by 2019. And he said, and nobody seems to care. You know, so, so there were, you know, he was sort of looking back at, at I guess, this business of politics and said, you know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, why don't people care about those kinds of things? So he did. He did care about the fiscal realities of spending too much and going into debt and deficit. So, you know, he... I guess on some terms you could say he was, I don't know, a red Tory again. I don't know what that means, but he was sure a fiscal hawk without a doubt. You know what, so, Dave, you know, Yeah, uh, go, go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to say, back to this whole thing, I just just talking about him, you know, uh, you, you just can't believe it's true. And, and ironically, um, Dr. Ken Galatly, who was with him, I mean, I knew Ken, um, and uh, they were, you know, playing golf in Kelowna and coming back. And uh, it's just strange. I, I knew Ken professionally. I've known Ken for many years. And uh, to have them both go in the same time, uh, affecting that family so profoundly. Yeah, because, Meg, my goodness. Know, and uh, lots of two kids married, you know. Um, and so obviously they were all tight together. But what a what a incredibly in unbelievable blow to that family we can't possibly understand it but and boy tributes tributes coming in to to dr gladly as well and and i know i'm sure we'll hear about the other two as as well as as, as what that moves around well, just a horrible I, yeah, I tragedy don't know. yeah i mean the crew of that thing uh i think it takes two to fly it and uh yeah their families yeah. <laughs> you know we can't forget them right no uh, oh, they're devastated too by this tragedy oh gosh it's dave, just... dave i want to go back to family because i think a lot of people think of some politicians oh yeah they're just in it for the golden pension all this other yep. stuff but yep. when you look at jim prentice's track record and and he you know was in ottawa for a, a long period of time from 04 to t- 2010 rather but you know you knew that when he made the decision to bow out of federal politics i bet you it was a tough decision but i think it was also because his family meant that much to him and he he yeah. did want to really come back to alberta can you no, talk about you. karen and and the relationship he had yeah. with his wife and children you know karen uh, sorry uh and i agree with you completely um i mean his family was uh obviously the center of everything he did but in those big big decisions like that you're absolutely right he needed the endorsement of his family so he was very happy to be here, based here, working in Alberta, doing Alberta business. He was very proud of that. You know, and and the whole Alberta thing, I mean, he, one time when I was on the air, and, and I'm looking back now, I look back in the notes to see when it was. It was seven years ago. Gosh. Um, he said, Dave, listen, uh, I'd like you to, you know, get on the back of a horse and come on down with me down in the, the Whaleback, the eastern slopes of the Rockies, and I want you to meet some of the ranchers down there and learn more about uh, the watershed, especially the watershed and the value of the environment to Alberta. And come on along with me, uh, you know, uh, me and Ken Hughes uh, and a bunch of other, some ranchers and some local guys, we're going to go down riding for a couple of days. Do you want to come? Well, yes, of course. So the Southern Alberta Land Trust was organizing all this, but Jim was very close to that way of life. He was an environmentalist. He cared about Alberta's environment. Um, another sort of personal side of him, you know. He, but he wanted me to go along and and find out from the local guys about fescue grass and what it meant to the cattle, and you know all this stuff. It was uh, 
the I, real I deal. The air, but it was a great education for me. It was the best classroom possible. Yeah. But that was Jim. Jim phoned me and said, Dave, do you want to come along? Well, that, that's real that, deal stuff, right? That's getting oh, to know, learning about issues. The You're not just yeah. reading about it. You're You're living it. No, and I've got, you know, pictures of us guys sitting around the campfire and, you know, that's Jim Prentice, right? Uh, So. And I think, Dave, that's why when he had such portfolios as environment or Indian affairs or industry, I think he won people over with that genuineness about him. Yeah, I think so. You're going to hear a lot of Aboriginal leaders today talk about Jim Prentice in glowing terms because, yeah, Jim did care. And he wasn't just doing the token, let's go, uh, you know, pat some natives on the head and say we did it. Uh, you know, Jim really wanted a relationship with the Aboriginal people, especially on the energy files that he was going to have to to shepherd through. So, no, no, he was sincere about that. And I think their reaction is going to be sincere, too. They respected the guy. Well, Dave, again, sorry for the loss. I mean, especially when you yeah. mentioned Ken, because we think it's important that we re- recognize that it wasn't just Jim Prentice who passed away in this yeah. crash, but yeah. for your loss of both uh, Jim and Ken. And uh, we sure appreciate you making some time for us. Thanks, you guys, very much. Thanks, David. Dave Rutherford uh, sharing some of his memories with Jim Prentice. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott, weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.